this interview was supported by an unrestricted educational grant from Beatrice. Beatrice had no role in the selection of the topics or the selection of the speakers and has not vetted or reviewed the content of any of the interviews. The views expressed by speakers are their own and may not necessarily represent the views of the IMS. Hello, I'm Dr. Marla Shapiro. I'm a professor in the Department of Family and Community Medicine, and I'm on the Board of Trustees of the International Menopause Society. Today, we're joined by Dr. Amanda Vincent. Welcome, Amanda. Can you introduce yourself to our audience, please? Thank you, Marla. So my name is Amanda Vincent. I'm the Oceania representative on the IMS board, and I'm a clinician researcher being an endocrinologist at Monash Health and a researcher at Monash University, both in Melbourne, Australia. So today we're going to be talking about bone health, osteoporosis, and premature ovarian insufficiency. So firstly, let's first talk about how common is osteoporosis in women with POI? So depending on whether you look at fracture or low bone density, osteoporosis affects between eight to 27% of women. And women, are at, uh, women with uh, premature ovarian insufficiency or POI are at two and a half times an increased risk of osteoporosis compared to women who have menopause at the usual age of 50, 51 years. So let's specifically talk about why this is. What are their unique risk factors? So the risk factors for women relate to their general risk factors that any woman can experience in relation to osteoporosis. So that could be family history, lack of exercise, vitamin D deficiency. But then there are specific factors related to the POI itself, both related to the estrogen deficiency, which is a characteristic um, finding with POI, and then also because related to the cause of POI. So POI could be related, can be associated with celiac disease. That can be a risk factor for osteoporosis. POI can also be uh, secondary to chemotherapy and that uh, chemotherapy can have um, detrimental effects on the bone. When we think about the risk factors in relation to the estrogen deficiency or the POI itself, younger age, at um, the diagnosis of, of POI or the development of um, irregular menses is a risk factor. And women, and particularly if they have um, POI at a younger age group, women may not attain that peak bone mass um, that you would if you'd have estrogen uh, continuing throughout your life. The other risk factors is a delayed in diagnosis or lack of um, hormone replacement therapy can also be risk factors for um, bone loss and osteoporosis in POI. So in this particular group, how should we be addressing bone health? So first of all, we really need to make an assessment of, of their bone health. And this is best done at the time of diagnosis of POI. And what you would do is you would assess them for their risk factors, including what I've just talked about before, their general risk factors for osteoporosis, the risk factors that might be specific to their cause of POI, um, including things like internal syndrome, which is a cause of POI. They can also have estrogen deficiency, but they can have muscle and coordination problems and hearing problems, which can actually affect balance and lead to an increased falls risk. Then there's also assessing risk with respect to the other comorbidities they might have, that which can predispose them to osteoporosis. So risk factor assessment is the first thing. 
then we need to actually further assess their, their bone density. And the best way of doing that um, routinely is using a DEXA bone density scan. And this is performed um, and can give us an assessment of the woman's bone density and, and further assess her risk of osteoporosis. There are a few challenges with using bone density measurements in women with POI. If they're very young, they may not have attained their peak bone mass. And so we can't use the T-score, which we usually use to assess bone density in these young women. And we need to look at the Z-score, which is the age-matched um, comparison rather than comparing to a young adult. We look at this, a, a, the International Osteoporosis Foundation has indicated that a Z-score less than minus two is indicative of low bone mass. And finally, the uh, other things that we should relate to, sometimes we may need blood tests to look at their vitamin D levels, their calcium levels, or we may need other imaging to make sure that they don't have any um, particular fractures, particularly vertebral fractures. So much of the prevention, I think you've addressed in terms of the assessment, assessing what you can do and then looking at prevention. So talk to me a bit about prevention, but I do also want to talk about bone-specific therapies, particularly given the fact that these women are so young. That's right. So obviously in these young women, the ideal um, treatment is um, menopausal hormone therapy or HRT until the age of, you know, usual menopause around about 50, 51 years. However, there are some groups of women who cannot use MHT, and one of the most common groups would be women with breast cancer. And in that setting, we need to look at some of the other agents that have been used for postmenopausal women. But unfortunately, there is really a lack of evidence. There is some um, uh, studies in women, particularly those women with POI secondary to stem cell transplants, and certainly both the, the use of oral or intravenous bisphosphonates has been shown to improve bone density in these women. Now, the issue is, though, in women who may want future pregnancies, we need to think about the potential effect of these agents on, on any developing fetus because they can um, remain in the skeleton for a long time. So I think in this situation, the, the using these other agents in women is really a time to refer to a specialist bone expert. These women represent a complex group. And I think that bringing, you know, we often think about their estrogen status and don't often think about their bone status. So if you have one important key message for physicians assessing these women with premature ovarian insufficiency, what would that be? That would be to perform a, a comprehensive risk assessment which includes a bone density scan. We know that osteoporosis is actually a feared um, uh, consequence for women with POI. And, um, and we really, it's something that we really need to address to maintain their bone health into older age. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you.